Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good right. lad. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. Last Friday saw a radical departure on the World Service with Francis Murphy's guide to the weekend sport on television going ahead despite the absence of Francis's third favourite son, Kieran. It felt like Mallet's Mallet without Timmy Mallet or Pat Sharp's Funhouse without Pat Sharp or I don't know Mallet's Mallet without the actual Mallet but listen Simon <laughs> stepped in did an admirable job with Paul Hicks guide but no amount of nautical puns could make me shake the feeling that we, had, we were doing something wrong we had betrayed our guy Murph so Karen, I'm sorry we had to hijack your slot there was just too much sport on at the weekend couldn't avoid it hope you don't mind well I, I'm glad someone stepped into the stepped into the breach I mean I would have given you good money that the word barnacle was going to be yeah. mentioned and true enough it yeah, was uh, I did. I did listen back, horrified to begin with. But then, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, Simon's doing just bad enough a job of this to ensure that he'll never be asked to do it again. And <laughs> uh, you have to admire. Uh, you have to admire the lads. Coach. Well, I mean, he started you know, by he, revealing. He, for yeah, he started by revealing that Paul doesn't really watch sport, so you know, is, is interested in it, but more likes doing things than sitting around watching. So there's mm. your there's your starting point. He's a he's a hewer of wood. <laughs> you know, that's that, that's what that's what Paul Hick spends his weekends doing. You know. <laughs> Uh, not for him, the sedentary lifestyle of a, oh, I don't know, a Kieran Murphy, a Francis Murphy, the Francis Murphys of this world, you know? It's true. Football show is out now featuring the image of Ken chasing physical rats around the streets of Paris. This is a thing that happened in the wake of Real Madrid's Champions League <laughs> triumph. Yes, he has lost his mind. We are. He's hopefully flying home now to... Forget about Real Madrid for a while. <laughs> Shane Horgan and Andrew Trimble on the way tomorrow for our World Service members after Ron Nogara's takedown of Leinster in the final of the European Champions Cup. That's going to be a good slot. Right now, we're going to dive right into the provincial finals that were all played out over the last couple of days. I'm sure Francis was watching. So we'll take a whirlwind, a whirlwind journey now around the country to set you up for Wednesday's Flynn and McConville chat. Again, available for World Service members. Sign up now, secondcaptains.com. And the big headlines, Kieran, all came from the... Ulster final, you would have to say, even allowing for your county allegiances, Derry beating Donegal for the first Ulster title for the county since the late 90s. And it also felt like they set a new world record for keeping possession of the ball for 
the entirety of extra time. They appear to own the ball for about 18 minutes, then pop up, score a point, then get the ball back and keep it for another couple of minutes, score another point, and boom. As Ken would say, bingo, bango. Yeah, yeah, there was there was an element of that, all right. Uh, and, you know, they're they're pretty good at... They're pretty good at holding on to the ball. I mean, I should say, Derry have been excellent this year. Uh, and I think they're an excellent football team with excellent players. Uh, that was not an excellent game of football we watched uh, yesterday. <laughs> that was... I mean, I hesitate to call it a turkey of a game on. But, I mean, it was in the realm of the turkey, I would say. Um, and, you know, the, the whole game <laughs> was just... In the realm of the turkey. I, w- I would say, I mean, you yeah. know, I mean... You thank me for it was it was in the in the turkey um, conversation, yeah. And it, just the whole game was just entirely based on fear, you know. Uh, and you know, D- D- Derry weren't alone in that. I mean, when it came time to win the game, they went and won the game. Like Brendan Rodgers, Connor Glass, uh, just went and won the game when it had to be won. And you, you have to have like massive admiration for those two players in particular. But I would say maybe. 25, 26 players on both teams didn't take a risk in the entire game. Like, literally didn't say, okay, this it might be low percentage, but at some stage, we do we are going to have to try and win this game. Uh, and I just felt like, from Donegal's point of view, they just showed no courage to go and win the game whatsoever. Uh, they played for 10 minutes at the start of the second half, got them, or in the middle part of the second half, got themselves two points up, just by injecting a little bit of energy into their play. But I would say that there was a cumulative 20, 25 minutes uh, where literally nothing happened in the game, where there was hand passes from one side to the other that demanded no skill whatsoever, demanded no movement whatsoever, uh, asked no questions of the opposition whatsoever. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was watching it on the BBC. I don't know, did you watch it on the BBC as well, Ode? Yeah, uh, so I wanted to watch a bit of bit of Ush. Ush. Yeah, I mean, it was tense, you know, and there was a lot yeah. of, you know, they, they were talking about the tension of the occasion. I mean, it was a, a riot of colour in Clonus before the game started. I mean, it did look like a very f- good occasion, but no amount of utterly compellings and, you know, uh, you know, you can't take... I mean, you literally could take your eyes off the ball for <laughs> minutes at a time and miss absolutely, like, literally nothing. You could be and playing on the pitch and take your take your eyes off the ball for a few minutes and yeah. you'll probably still be being popped around. But but hang on, sorry, presumably Donegal are the ones, but they're certainly the ones who have lost this Ulster final. Mm. So they're going to be the ones, clearly Derry aren't going to be regretting anything that they did. They did whatever they had to do to win and Donegal didn't enough, do enough to take it off them. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's just, they just have a massively risk-averse... I was going to say... I mean, yeah, like, it's a culture, I think, in Donegal. You know, it's it's not just the inter-county team. It's also, you know, like, it, their club games. Like, everywhere you see... When, when it comes to Donegal football, the first thing is don't give the ball away, which is, you know, admirable up to a point. But when you've had it for, you know, three minutes at a time and you haven't done anything with it, I mean, at some stage you have to say, well... Why don't we like kick the ball wide and you know roll the you know roll the dice again, put the Scrabble tiles back in the bag and shake them up and get seven new tiles, you know? Um, because you know you're watching it going. How many times are Donegal going to like sail into the D, have intercounty football players on their weak foot, but directly in front of the goal and turn down that chance to kick a score? And that happened like dozens of times you know and I'm just like that was kind of a big thing for me I think maybe having watched the Connacht final and watched like it's not just not just Shane Walsh but like uh, you know Donny Smith uh, the Murtas like they can all kick off their weak foot you know and it's not like it's a big deal like every inter-county player should be able to kick a point from 25 yards out with their weak foot even under a small bit of pressure but just that risk-averse nature in Donegal you say, well, obviously that's like that's a you know a seventy percent shot, so I'm not going to take it on. But at some stage, you know, something has to happen in the game for you to go and win it. And when they did actually kick the ball out long, rather than just constantly taking the risk averse chip to the corner back, or uh, maybe more so in the second half, uh, chipped kickouts, but to the wing back, and the wing back is running towards the corner flag. I mean, that looks like a slightly more progressive kickout than just chipping it to the corner back. But you're still put asking the guy to turn around and run 100 yards. I mean, I, uh, but so what do you want to do? Just bomb it down, bomb it 80 yards down the pitch, and let you, you don't have to do it every time. But you do, ha- you do actually have to do it if you're playing against a Derry team that press the kick out, but then also like hair back into into a defensive position once the ball once the kick out's been lost. I mean, if you bomb the ball 80 yards down the field and you win that kick out, then the Derry the defensive system is not in place, and then you have a chance to actually play. And, you know, they, they got scores from it. Like, Ryan McHugh kicked the easiest point of the entire game just because they kicked the ball out 80 yards, they caught the kick out, and all they had to do was just play, play it through the hands, through, through two players, and Ryan McHugh was in an ocean of space to kick the ball over the bar with his right foot. Um, I mean, I, you don't have to do it every time, but at some stage you have to go and try and win these games. And so often we've seen this Donegal team just shrink from the challenge, you know? And Oshie McConville officially gave up on them last year, uh, I should have given up on them uh, last year. <laughs> I did actually think Donegal would win this game. Uh, but, you know, credit to Derry. Like, they they stuck at it. And uh, as I ah, say... That's a bit backhanded credit to Derry. People say credit to Derry when they don't aren't giving that much credit to Derry. No, I'm I mean, giving... Are, are, we, are we in danger of wiping away the amazing scenes? Yes, I loved the way it ended with Derry having gone two points up. They possibly should have given away a penalty. I, was, I don't know if that much was made of that at the end. It looked as though yeah. there was some, some grappling show. Anyway, that doesn't, doesn't matter. Donegal didn't deserve anything out of the game. Mm. But then they win the ball in the, around their own six-yard box and off they tear. Like One player has the ball and suddenly everybody has all the energy in the world and this guy has seven support runners and they're all yeah, popping yeah, the yeah. ball to each other. Look, This is the most amazing transition. If, they, if you could bottle that and have players <laughs> play with that enthusiasm for the transition, as they call it, all the time and the fitness levels, then you'd be flying. There anyway, full-time whistle goes and then everyone going absolutely crazy. Actually, Rory Gallagher was a little calmer probably than he was last time. Um, yeah, when he yeah, yeah. During the, the semi-final. Uh, no, like... I, like I. Derrier, Derrier, like, play the way they play. Like, they're, they're not making any apologies for it. 
I just I just kind of feel like if Donny like I don't think there are, there are many teams non Ulster teams left in the championship who will just allow Derry to play you know to play like mm. that you know like I like if they got Mayo in a in Ireland quarter final like Mayo have big trouble breaking down teams with, with like that have like a big sweeper or not even a sweeper like a full on defensive structure but I still kind of feel like Paddy Durkin will end up kicking four points from play and Killian O'Connor will kick his freeze. And they'll get to one thirteen or one fourteen over the course of seventy minutes, and that'll beat Derry, you know. And it, like that's what you have to do, you know. You have to find wing backs and midfielders who will kick the ball from outside the present the percentage scoring zone, like Paul Conroy, for instance, you know. Hmm. Like you know, like I just Sean O'Shea. There are a lot of teams out there with kickers from forty yards. Like Donegal have them; they just didn't kick them. You know, <laughs> like that's the crazy thing, you know. Uh, Kieran Thompson got in the got in the pitch for like twenty minutes, and with like a couple of minutes to go, he was like, "Oh wait, I'm forty five yards out. I'm an intercounty footballer. I'll just pop this over the bar," and it like it it reduced the deficit to one after Murphy's free had been blocked down. I'm just like, God, that seemed quite easy, didn't it? Maybe some other Duddy Gold player could have taken it on board to just. And Michael Murphy did it early in the second half as well. Got the ball forty five yards out, just kicked it over the bar. It's like lads, that option was there all day. <laughs> And you just didn't do it. You just you just decided to just keep passing the ball backwards and forwards, uh, or over the cross, rather more so even than backwards and forwards. And you know that was that's why you lost the game. Uh, so I mean, like I I don't see Derry as as all Ireland contenders. To be honest, uh, you know it, it'll depend on the quarterfinal draw. They could get a very easy quarterfinal draw, uh, and you know you 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 don't know. But I I, I just I don't see that style of football you know, lasting too long against either Dublin or Kerry, to be honest. You mentioned Shane Walsh earlier, Murph, this guy, when he's mm-hmm. on song. There was a nice bit of commentary by Eamon Fitzmaurice in co-commentary in RTE, where he says, anytime Shane Walsh slows down, you know something special is yeah. coming. <laughs> that was very <laughs> good, true. actually. Yeah. yeah, it's always a little dummy solo or a sidestep, which he, uh, both of which he executed in the same movement leading up to his goal, but it was just yeah. ah, amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... um. He's an exceptional player to watch when he's when he's on form, you know. Um, now he was given a fair bit of latitude by by Ross Common. I would have to I would have to say. I mean, you know, he's played so much of his football in the half forward line for Galway over the last couple of years because he's found it impossible to find even the five yards of space that Ross Common Ross Common gave him a couple of times yesterday. Uh, but I mean, he took advantage brilliantly, and it is like it is. You know, it's 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 not that I'm making a new point about Shane Walsh, but his the fact that he can kick off both feet, it's not just that fact alone that makes him more difficult to defend, as in, you know, you commit to his right foot and then he kicks with his left. It's the fact that you can't commit to either foot that makes him so difficult to defend, you know? Um so if you see even say Rob Finnerty is quite one footed, you know, for an intercounty inside forward, you know he's gonna try and get on the left where possible. You can overcommit to the left-hand side and try and block him over there. Whereas with, with with Walsh, it's it's actually impossible, you know? Like, you, you have to give him the edge with his left or with his right. And then everything's... That's what that's what makes it look so easy for him so often. You know, he's able to cut inside. Like the, the whole reason why he can just, you know, one hop of the ball takes him inside the defender and then it's like a chip point from 21 yards out is because the defender can't commit to one side or the other which 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 yeah. which means he's he's hesitant all the time like it's very difficult to get a full-blooded challenge on Shane Walsh because you know he can step you um and you know it just opens up 
you know, it, it, it opens up 50% more of the field for him for him to kick points from. Uh, and it just makes him so difficult to defend. He was he was brilliant at times. Finnerty was excellent, five points from play. I mean, I thought Ross Common were were pretty lacklustre, to be honest. Um, but they're, they're poor. Well, Finnerty's well, main expertise, according to Fitzmaurice, was that he's uh, he, he knows the breeze. He's a salt hill guy, mm. so he knows I mean, how, it, exactly what way the the breeze is going to take the ball at all times. Which I thought is an amazing superpower. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite useful if you're a goalie footballer. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a very you'd, specific. Uh, you'd yeah, feel yeah. quite shortchanged if that was your superpower, and you weren't a goalie inter county football, or even a salt hill. Well, unless you, well, I don't know, maybe he could be an expert in wind energy. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what Rob Friendly does for a profession, but I'm just saying for a crush. But uh, mm. no, he was uh, he was good. Uh, the you know f- f- from. Uh, my perspective, what uh, pleased me most maybe was how good John Daly was at centre back. I thought he was like excellent, and that uh, augurs well for Galway. But again, just they were able to inject pace at vital times. One a thing that Donegal couldn't do, um, and they were you know probably seven or eight points better than Roscommon, even if it was only three in the end. I mean, the margin of victory has has to be a topic of discussion this weekend because of. You know, Saturday was just horrendous. Like, oh. Absolutely horrendous. Well, I can't believe how close I came. I came this close to convincing Ushi McConville to just go ahead and plump for a Kildare mm. victory. He was he was talking them up. He was he was saying they're going to put up to Dublin. He was just I was, I was getting that vibe off him that hang on, Ushi's going to go big here. He's going to say Kildare mm. are going to win this Leinster final. But I when I tried to walk him all the way down. That gangplank, he slowly reversed back up, mm. and, and w- w- thankfully, so his, his basically his reputation is still so not in tatters. Mm. And I mean, he said it might have been on pe- it might have been on penalties, but Dublin to win. So he did I mean, say it was going to be his close, reputation. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not a hit below the you know below the uh, the waterline, but still so bad by Kildare. There was one. I mean, you could. It's almost ridiculous pointing out individual moments within mm. a game like that because it's just so one sided, but. The fourth goal, Murph, the fourth of the five first half goals, the John Small one. Yeah. Where it was just one of those ones where no defender touches a Dublin player or seems to be within two yards of them. It's one of these really bad goals to concede at any time. It just looks terrible. But they literally just conceded a goal. Yeah. The third one, this was a Cormac Costello, his second, was, which was equally shambolic. So, you know, you think at any point when you're going to be primed, lads, let's not let that happen again. Yeah. It's after something like that has just happened. And even then, they couldn't, they couldn't shut up shop. It was just absolutely despairing. I must say, I felt quite sorry for the Kildare goalkeeper. He's just, oh, by the time the Conor Callaghan shot comes in, he's just yeah. falling backwards as Conn's blasting a ball past him with acres of room. But sorry, yeah, just that specific yeah. moment. It's like, if you're not switched on at that stage, what are you doing here yeah. in the Leinster final? Yeah, it's, you know, you have to say, like, you know, Goldberg playing a sweeper against Roscommon. You know, Goldberg paying due respect to Roscommon. And the idea that Kildare would not play a sweeper in front of Conal Callaghan and go man-to-man against Dublin in Crow Park, I just, I can't believe that. I mean, we were asking Kildare to, you know, to get on the front foot and really go for this game. Like, that, that does not mean forget about defending. Like, you know, Galway scored two nineteen with a sweeper. Like it's more, you know, and obviously they're, they're they weren't playing the dubs. But the point I'm making is, you have to like Kerry will Kerry will play a sweeper all year, and Kerry will put up a they could put up a massive score on a very good team in the Ireland quarterfinal. They'll do that with a sweeper. But this idea that you just leave that entire space in front of Conor Callan just for like that ball that Owen Merchant kicked into him, like that ball does not exist in intercounty football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This idea that like like you can you can kick like diagonal balls from. 45 yards out or 50 yards out because you know you've you've sucked the defence like Owen Merchant is 30 yards out from goal and 
dinks and is still able to dink a crossfield pass like with a with a bounce into Conor Callan's hand. Like it doesn't exist in intercounty football. Like it's just it it was just an unbelievable dereliction maybe of duty by maybe Kildare didn't. Uh, back themselves I know it's a funny way of phrasing it because usually the idea of backing yourself is to say right we will we'll go man to man and we'll play six forwards where they are and we won't use a sweeper and all this kind of stuff but in a way what Kildare did you could argue was not backing themselves they didn't back themselves to have enough to their attacking game that they could put it up to Dublin while also playing a sweeper it seems that their yeah. version as we say of, of going toe to toe was literally just uh, you know yeah. shambolic defending at the back yeah, yeah. I, like I know the the exact point you're making, and that's that's tr- that's true enough, you know. But like, they have they have four very good scoring forwards. Like that's that's plenty. You know what I mean? That's yeah. loads. You know, you play Ben McCormick in the half forward line as a link man. You have Daniel Flynn, Jimmy Highland, Derek Irwin inside. Like they're all well capable of of winning three on two duels. You know what I mean? If Daniel Flynn wants to go out the field and kick the ball in, like. Jimmy Holland and Derek Curran are able to kick points when there's three Dublin defenders and and themselves in the inside the forty five, so I just thought it was Harry Carey. Like you know, like Dublin will play the sweeper at the other end. It's not that Dublin are going to be like, oh well, we'll just pour forward, play seven forwards. It's like back your forwards to score with a with a plus one hanging around because they're they're good enough. You know, like you're not going to get you know chip over points from 20 yards out against the dubs anyway you know whether you're playing a sweeper or whether you're not like you're still going to have to kick your scores so back your forwards to be able to do it against a plus one up the other end and just like conceding five goals in the first 20 or four goals in the first 20 minutes of a Leinster final is just as a complete systems failure like you know like and again it's like Dublin looked really good really really good uh, and there's no doubt they're Absolutely. I mean, they were never out of the conversation. I remember you saying this, you know, at the end of the league on, you know, you're you're still back in Dublin to win the Ireland. And like, it was not an outrageous call, even though they well, just I was, been was I still back? I was definitely, I was saying they're in contention because I had conversations with people, with Dublin fans who were saying that there's not, a, literally not a chance of Dublin winning the Ireland this year. I was thinking, steady on. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent starting team if everyone gets back fit. Yeah. Um, But you, you're kind of looking around at the three games they played and it's like, okay, you know, Meads were, terrible Wexford or Division 4 team you know you you thought that you would definitively be able to say okay well Kildare will give us a read but then you, you and you know Kildare were playing in Division 1 like you you can't you can't you shouldn't be able to gainsay what what we saw on Saturday you should be able to say on its merits Dublin hammered a team that played in Division 1 this year therefore they're absolutely brilliant but I just think some of the Kildare play was so bad not all of the questions around Dublin are completely answered. No, yet. but there's there's both going on. There's the bigger questions, and I'm sure we get into these with Oshin and Flynn on Wednesday about mm. the the Leinster Championship and how ridiculous it's how uh, nonsensical a competition it's been for a long time. But I also feel Dublin have had three challenges now, which have been extremely tame in terms of the opposition but they've also absolutely destroyed them every time in a way they didn't they've already put in three better performances this championship than probably any performance they put in last year so I do think they're back absolutely you know and absolutely. of course you don't know doesn't mean they're definitely going to win it but they're they're, they're I don't know if any other team sorry yeah I mean I'm, I'm not saying that the dubs aren't back yeah. like they absolutely are back I just you know we can I, confirm that Murph. I need a banner headline for this yeah, yeah. podcast <laughs> dubs are back sounds nice <laughs> Yeah. yeah, are they, they back? They are, are they not back? Really are they back it. to like 2017, 2018 level? level? I don't Sorry, think no, so. back in contention, Murph. They are yeah. in contention, is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, just one last one, and that is the score 
Kerry put up, which I'm doing my maths here. I believe they finished a point behind Dublin's total. But in some ways, one goal and 28 points seems an even more vicious beatdown than the, the 517. To have the time to put 29 scores on a team over a 70-minute <laughs> match, is, it's great time management by the Kerry lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, God, just awful, you know. And you think of the Munster Championship, you think, like, if you look at the percentages, the percentage number of teams in the Sam Maguire Cup as opposed to the Thalgian Cup, which province is on top of that table? Munster. Munster have 66% of their teams playing in the Sam Maguire Cup. Connacht have 50%, if you say London or County, which of course they are. Um, Ulster have 55%. Leinster have 40%. Uh, Leinster have, excuse me, 33 and a third percent. So, you know, it's just... You know, like, it should be a lot more competitive than it is, but it's obviously not. Like, Kerry have just so completely broken the spirit of everyone in that province that it's just so... It's awful. Like, just watching that on Saturday was just such a horrendous waste of everyone's time. I feel like Ortiz... They do. They shouldn't feel the need to show these games. You know what I mean? Like, they shouldn't. Like, the Munster football final should not be a guaranteed live-on-television game. And the Leinster final shouldn't be either, actually. But this idea that, oh, you know, well, it's a provincial final, you have to show it. It's like, well... No, like you're 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 making the problem worse. <laughs> we should ignore these games. Uh, oh, this <laughs> Bla- uh, media ban. We shouldn't even be talking about it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a blanket no. media ban. Very very de- uh, depressing day Saturday was. All right, there's a lot to pick up on with Oshin and Paul. That'll be on Wednesday, I think I said. Shane, Shane Horgan and Andrew Trimble tomorrow on the defeat for Leinster in the Champions Cup final. That's it for now. Thanks, Kieran. Thank you, Owen. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports important. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com